Hey, Breakthrough Family. Good to see some of you joining in already. And uh, just going to give a couple of moments just for one or two other people just to log on. And um, yeah, looking forward to being together, sharing a couple of thoughts. Um, yeah, good to see a number of people already making some comments and uh, uh, just acknowledging that they're here. So, so good. Yeah. Wow. Who would have believed that uh, we've been doing 21 days of lockdown and here we are still uh, in this time of uh, seclusion, this time of cocooning, this time of isolation, uh, heaps, of, heaps of things that are going through our hearts and our minds at this time and uh, being interesting just interacting with various people and finding out how they're doing. And of course, we're all in different places at different um, mental and emotional uh, uh, parts of our journey. And, um, you know, for some, this is great. This is so good. They've been amazed at how well they've been adjusting to things. And for other people, it's kind of like, oh, man, this needs to end in a hurry. I can't do this much more and sort of at my wit's end. So we've got so many different... Um, uh, spectrum of uh, of responses to to where where we find ourselves so uh, just want to take a couple of moments just to share one or two thoughts um, you know so what do you do when you just don't feel like it you know just sometimes you wake up in the morning and you just man you're just not in the mood for it you um, you know like from one day to the next and, and things just feel a little bit different. You know, what are you supposed to do with that? Well, I think one of the things that's really powerful is just to acknowledge that there are days when we are going to wake up and we're going to feel, feel different. And to uh, admit it to ourselves and uh, perhaps even to those around us that we just are able to communicate and just say, hey, um, today's not a good day for me. Not really up for it. Um, and then also to recognize that there's certain factors that could be involved in it, you know. Could have been that we just didn't sleep so well the night before. Could have been that, you know, we, we, we ate something and it's produced a particular kind of response or reaction in us. It could also just be that there, there's just these chemicals in our bodies, you know. We've got all these different chemical reactions uh, and, and we have these rhythms, you know. They're just these natural rhythms. And, um, and sometimes when these different chemical things come together, it can cause us sometimes to feel like, whoa, I'm on top of the world, you know, or what's, why are you bright-eyed and bushy-tailed? Well, I, I just am. Um, conversely, there, there could also just be days when we just feel like, man, can I just hit the snooze button and, and stay in bed a little bit longer? And so to recognize that there are a number of different factors, it could be a physical factor, or it could be an emotional factor, you know, they, they just, uh, sometimes we just feel a little bit stressed, we feel a bit anxious, we feel overwhelmed. Uh, they, so there are many different factors. And for us to recognize that we've got some physical factors, we've got some emotional factors, we've got mental factors, there, there are times when they just, sometimes a thought just uh, lodges in our mind and, and it just like spins and goes around and around. And, uh, and, and we just keep coming back to the same kind of thought process. And, and that can also have an impact on us. 
And of course, obviously, there's spiritual factors as, at play as well. And so when we just recognize, hey, we're in life and there are all these different things that come against us, um, just acknowledging that and recognizing that can be a very useful part in the process of just understanding ourselves and understanding where we're at. But just acknowledging it is only the beginning. We need to step beyond that because we need to uh, come to a place of recognizing well, what's going to lead me. Am I going to allow my emotions to lead me? Or am I going to um, take charge of my emotions? Am I going to take charge of the processes of my thinking? And, you know, am I going to allow external thought processes? You know, it comes from media, social media, the news, whatever it is. And that can impact and influence us. And are we going to allow that to lead us? Or are we going to come to the place where we're allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us? So a couple of days ago, I spoke to you about this whole thing of submission. And, um, you know, that we, we have this opportunity to live our lives in a way that's submitted to, to God's plans and to His leading and to, to His role in our lives. You know, this is where the, it becomes real. When we, we, as a powerful person, we can make a powerful choice to bring ourselves into submission to the leading of the Holy Spirit. So instead of my emotions leading me, I'm up or I'm down. And instead of that leading me, I choose to submit myself to the leading of the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit is the one who inspires and directs me if I come into a place of willing obedience and submission to what God says about my life and about what He's doing on the planet. And so I, I powerfully choose to say, Holy Spirit, even though I don't feel like it, it's not about my feelings, but it's about who you are in my life. And I'm going to willingly bring my thought processes and my emotions into alignment with who you are and what you've said about the world, what you've said about my life, what you've said about my future. So you said you'd never leave me nor forsake me. So this feeling of being abandoned isn't actually reality. The truth is, God, you never lie. And you, you won't disappoint, you won't run off, you won't abandon. So my feelings actually need to come into alignment with the truth of what you've said. And so I allow the Holy Spirit's truth to lead me back into a different outlook and a different perspective. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that th this, this is a very practical tool that you can use in however many more days of lockdown we're going to be facing, right? So there's a whole bunch that we've already had, and there's a whole bunch still to come. And on the other side of lockdown, what does that look like in terms of the, the slow uh, lifting of some of the restrictions on our, our movement and um, our, our um, sort of corporate behaviors? So there's, 
There's, there's many opportunities that we're going to have to put into practice the truth of what we believe and what we said we're going to do. We said we want to be people of the Spirit of God. We said we want to be people, people sons and daughters who are led by the Spirit. Well, what does that look like? In, and uh, so to say, Holy Spirit, have your way in my life. And would you do whatever it is that you are working and forming in my heart and in my mind, that I might be in a place of strength and a place of hope and, and a place of security. Because in, in isolation, actually, we want to be cocooned by the Holy Spirit and not be surrounded by, by fear, right? So uh, just want to encourage you with that. Then I uh, just want to move into something else, and that is that we are blessed in order to be a blessing. And when we come to pray, we want to pray into the nation, we want to pray for people around about us. We're not coming from a victim mentality or a place of being um, at the mercy of everyone else. No, we're, we're relying on God's mercy. And because we're His children, we have access to His throne and we can approach the throne of grace and find mercy in our time of need. So we're not victims, we're powerful and we... Because we receive from Him, we have something to give to other people, right? So, just want to bring us back to a story from the Old Testament. And you'll find this in the second book of Samuel, chapter 6. And so David was wanting to bring the Ark of the Covenant, which was the symbolic presence of God uh, that the Old Covenant people had. And, and so... David wants to bring the, the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem, but he, his first attempt, it doesn't go so well because he's doing it in his own strength, he's doing it in his own ways, and he didn't actually inquire of the Lord as to how he was meant to be uh, hosting the presence of God. And so during all of this, um, the, 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 the cart wobbles and uh, the, the, in this uh, sort of, bumpy place and Uzzah presumptuously reckons he's going to help God out and he reaches out to steady the ark and uh, things don't go well for him he gets struck down dead and David gets a real scrick and uh, he gets a bit grumpy about the whole thing and he says whoa uh, this this ark uh, I'm not ready for it to come to Jerusalem and so uh, what happens is that we pick up the story in uh, Second uh, Corinthians, sorry, Second Book of Samuel, chapter six and and verse nine, and David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, "How can the ark of the Lord ever come to me?" He was not willing to take the ark of the Lord to be with him in the city of David. So instead, he took it to the house of Obed Edom, the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, for three months. And the Lord blessed him and his entire household. Now King David was told, the Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom and everything he has because of the ark of God. So then David 
went to bring up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. So, a whole lot of things going on here. There's uh, other um, aspects to the story. You'll read about it in, in Chronicles 13 as well. But uh, the, the, the ark, which symbolized the presence of God, was in Obed-Edom's house. And that was there for three months. And while the Ark of the Covenant was there for three months, the Lord released a blessing, the favor, because of the presence of God in that place, so transformed Obed-Edom's household that he was blessed, he was prospered. And word of this came not just to the surrounding um, households, but also reached to David in Jerusalem and an envy, uh, a jealousy, if you like, because of the favor of the Lord that was on Obed-Edom reached other people that they too wanted the presence of the Lord. What's, what's the takeout for us here? You know, as we are in this place of being cocooned and isolated from running around and doing other things, we can become places where we can host the presence of God. And as we do that, we can anticipate that the blessing and the favor of God's presence will rest upon us and upon our households and everything associated with our household. So we want to be blessed in order that we can be a blessing. And so as we reach out to our merciful God, we will receive grace, favor, blessing because of the anointing that's on our lives, because we are those who host the presence of God. So we're going to take some time now to pray for those who are less fortunate than ourselves. But we're doing it from a place of we're blessed because we have access to the very throne room of heaven and all of the treasures and the blessings of heaven because we are a people of his presence. We host his presence. So we don't have a victim mentality. We're not the outcast and downtrodden. No, no, we're highly favored. We're blessed of the Lord. So I just want to encourage you that as we're praying for people, and particularly now, we want to pray for those who haven't got enough food. There are all sorts of initiatives that are going on. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But we want to pray that the Lord would release favor and blessing on us, that we might reach out with hope and encouragement to others. We want to pray for those whose accommodation isn't great. You know, there's been a lot of cold uh, that's come through here in Joyburg, a lot of rain, uh, crazy uh, rainstorms and hail and kinds of things. So we got people in our region who are staying in less than ideal conditions. So we're going to pray for those who are in informal settlements, that the Lord would watch over them, cocoon them, that somehow there would be the hedge of protection over the people in our region. Because we are here, we want His favor to be released over the whole region. So much like the people of God, 
when they came out after the Passover, they came into the, the, the wilderness area. They experienced the covering of the Lord. There was a pillar of fire at night to keep them warm and give them light. And there was the cloud by day which protected them from the harsh sun in that wilderness place. And so we're asking for an abnormal weather pattern to be over Joyburg during these days that would shield and protect people. Also, we want to pray for safety of people living in these areas. Often, people are highly vulnerable living at close quarters to crime and violence. And so we're asking for the Lord's hand of restraint to be over this region during this lockdown period. The Lord can do miraculous things. As much as we're seeing the slow and the especially retarded spread of this virus, folks, this is supernatural. We want to pray that this continues in our city, in our region, and through the nation, that the Lord's hand would be upon us, not just us as a people, but because we're blessed and because we are here, other people come under the covering of our blessing so that they also receive the benefits of God's people being salt and being light in this region. So we're praying not just for our own families, but we're praying for everyone in our area that would come under the same hedge of protection. Uh, another thing we want to pray for is we want to pray for things to be improved. So there's talk of uh, uh, special spatial blocking. Um, and so uh, in these areas where shacks are so close together that emergency services can't get in there, that there's negotiation to resettle people with common agreement that they would move to areas that would be better for them. And so we're asking the Lord that good things would come about during this time, that the Lord would turn the thing which was meant for evil and for harm, He would turn it around for good. And so we know that there's a lot of land that belongs to the government that they can use to reallocate and to resettle people that would cause uh, a better condition for these folk. And so the government has the resource, has the ability, it does. And it's their responsibility, it is, to take care of all of the citizens of this nation. And so we're asking that the Lord would give wisdom, would, would give the ability to find favor with those people that need to be resettled and would be able to do it in such a way that provides the correct infrastructure, the right roads and the spacing that emergency services can get in and can, can take care of people. We're wanting land that should be allocated in good and right and righteous ways to people that would improve 
their conditions. And so let's begin to pray that things would become unlocked and, uh, and the, the, in a sense, the welfare of everybody in the nation actually rises. So when everybody is predicting that things are going to get worse, we're praying and we want to step into the opposite spirit and say, Lord, release blessing, release favor, release land, and release homes to the homeless. So the landless actually get land and the homeless actually get homes. All right. So in the spirit of uh, Ubuntu, people coming together, we're asking, Lord, let homes be constructed. Let land be released. Let people move up instead of being further downtrodden. Lord, you give hope to the hopeless. We're asking, Lord, supernaturally intervene in our region in this time. That as we come out of the other side of this crazy season of coronavirus, that we as a city would be better off because you turn things around completely. We're asking, Lord, that the same blessing and favor that Obed-Edom received because of your presence being there. Lord, would you hover over Joyburg and would you cause things to turn around, your favor and your blessing, in a short three-month period? Because you are involved, would you turn things around in our region? We're expecting that the best is yet to come. Our hope is in you, Lord. We know that you are bigger than a government, but that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And you can steer him even as a river course is changed. You can steer the heart of the king. And so we're asking for our president's heart to be steered by you. We're asking, Lord, for those in authority that the, the, the heart of corruption would be removed, would be almost like cancer is cut out, like a tumor is removed. We're asking that the cancerous intentions of corruption would be cut out and removed from those who are in authority and in government, and that you would cause the righteous to stand up taller and stronger and would make more decisive and bold decisions and moves for the welfare of the people in our city. So we say, thank you, Lord, you've given us the authority and the mandate to pray for Joyburg. And so we unashamedly bring Joyburg before you. We pray for the prosperity of our city and we pray for those who working in areas of social welfare, for caring for people, the, the orphans and the widows and the downtrodden. And we're asking, Lord, that you would bless those who are working in these essential services to care for those who otherwise are, are destitute. We also want to pray, Lord, into all of these feeding schemes that are, are um, taking hold now. And we say, thank you, Lord, that you cause food to multiply. You are the God 
who gives manna. And you still are able to provide manna. So we're asking, Lord, that food would appear. Not only that food would be appear, but even as you took the five loaves and the two fish and you multiplied them, we're asking, Lord, that food in the hands of the believers as they go out to share and to feed the hungry and the poor, we're asking, Lord, that food would expand, food would enlarge, food would multiply, and many, many more mouths would be fed through the action and the activity of your people who are releasing your heart in a very practical way into our community. So we say thank you, Lord, that good things are going to be happening in this time and in this season, that the best is yet to come, and that the testimonies of your goodness and your kindness to your people throughout this region will ring through the rest of the nation and through the world because you are a good God. Thank you, Lord. We thank you that we can bring our prayers and our petitions before you and knowing that you do way more exceedingly abundantly above and beyond even what we can think or imagine. You are not only able to do, but in fact, you do do this. Praise you, Lord. We give you thanks. Wow. It's so good to pray together and, uh, and to trust the Lord that he's going to do amazing things in Joyburg. So uh, a couple of emails have been going out and messages to, to uh, the Breakthrough family. And uh, if, you're, if you're not receiving any of those communications, please won't you jump onto our website and fill out one of the forms just to be able to stay in, in contact with us. If you're needing prayer in a particular area, then uh, there's also a form you can fill out and folks will uh, make contact with you personally and, uh, and be praying with you into whatever that particular need is. Then also, uh, there are a couple of feeding schemes that we are wanting to uh, be involved in, and particularly in our region, it's called the Kingdom Valley Lean. And I just love the, the name that, uh, that's been uh, given to this area. It's Kingdom Valley, and uh, Lean means Local Ecumenical Action Networks. And so there are many, many churches that are coming together to reach out to feed the poor and the hungry in our area. And our area basically is from uh, the North Cliff Mountain all the way out to Michalisburg. And, uh, and so it's a vast, vast area. So we join you together with many different churches. It's an initiative. We've been working with the Evangelical Alliance of Southern Africa. Uh, that's TISA. And uh, our good friend Moss and Claire, who's helping us in, in that, uh, they're coordinating with uh, the South African Council of Churches. They're coordinating with the Solidarity Fund to access funds that are already available to, to feed the poor. And so government and big business community and the churches, many, many churches combining together for a coordinated response that we might work with local authorities on the ground in, to ensure safety 
and also to make sure that we're getting the food aid to the right people. And so there'll be a vetting system, uh, checking people, ID numbers, and um, finding out where the people who are vulnerable are and making sure that uh, greedy people don't get more and the starving are omitted. And so there's going to be a very well carefully constructed response to all of this. And so if you're wanting to give money into a feeding scheme, we will get the details to you. Give us a couple more days. We'll get the right info to you and uh, we'll just make sure that it's going to the right people. And uh, just a wonderful thing that the churches can respond together. We want to go in, in ways that are safe, uh, get the protection of the um, security forces, uh, working with the police and the National Defense Force and uh, making sure that uh, it doesn't get looted or uh, disrupted in any way. And also making sure that it's, it's safe and that we are not contributing to people spreading the virus in any way. And uh, so good, um, careful thought is going into all of this. And uh, so we're going to be a part of that. So look out for Kingdom Lean, Kingdom Valley Lean, and uh, we'll be a part of that as well. And then for folks who are part of the Breakthrough uh, Life Church family, we've got a thing called the Care Fund. It's something we've had in place for many, many years. And uh, you can make contributions to that. And uh, so we'll be also looking out for folks within uh, the church family. And uh, so if you're needing to be a part of a connect group, and it's through the connect groups that we'll be able to distribute uh, some assistance to families that are, are going to be uh, needing extra help at this time. So those are the two things just wanted to bring to attention. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for, for staying with us today. Thank you for praying. And uh, just remember that the Lord's favor and his blessing is going to be upon you. And so that you are going to be blessed in order to be a blessing. So uh, just be confident in the Lord's goodness and kindness. His blessing and his favor going to rest upon you. Not just today, but through the, the, diff the, the weeks of lockdown that are still to come. And even the months ahead, God is able God is able. After the Passover, he took maybe two or three million people into the wilderness and he fed them and he gave them drink every day and sustained them for 40 years. Their clothes didn't wear out. Uh, just the most miraculous supply and provision that the Lord has for us. You know, his provision doesn't run out after a couple of days. You can be in confidence. You can be in absolute peace that your God is well able to take care of you. So may the Lord bless you today. Be in faith. Be in hope. Be in confidence. Know that he wants to bless you in order that you can be a blessing. So blessings on you.